Welcome to Praying the Psalms with Jesus. It's a series that comforts us uh, with this wonderful news that when we pray, we don't pray alone. We always pray with our brother, the Lord Jesus. We pray with this great high priest, and uh, he is forever and perfectly interceding for us. Now, this is especially good news when we find ourselves in the pit. Uh, Now, we can get ourselves into the pit by our own sinful actions, um, and uh, we just suffer then the consequences of our rebellion against God and our sin against one another. But there's a psalm for that, right? A psalm to acknowledge the sin, to affirm the promise of forgiveness in Jesus the Messiah. Um, The world can do it to us and push us into the pit. And this is this hostility between the righteous, those who have faith in Messiah, the works of Jesus placed upon them, and the unrighteous, those who don't believe in uh, the gift of Messiah. Uh, There's also the devil's attack. But this fourth one, um, sometimes it's hard for us to understand or to even accept. And that could be that it is God himself who is in some way uh, disciplining us, chastising us, using situations. Um, and uh, so we take it up with him, right? So sometimes we have to look at it and sometimes we can be very direct and say, oh, I know exactly why I'm in the pit. I did it myself. Uh, or the world is doing it to me. Uh, The devil's attacking me. Um, And uh, sometimes we even have to look at it and say, could God be be disciplining me? At any rate, who do we take it up with, right? So either it goes through God's hands, or it comes directly from his hands. And uh, so the Psalms give us words always to take it up with God. And uh, one of the words, the biblical words for this, is to lament. So Job takes it up with God. The Psalms, uh, they, uh, the psalmist, they lament, they take it up with God. The prophets uh, recognize that the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Medes, and the Persians, they're just agents, agents of God to call their people back to uh, repentance. Uh, but Joseph also, Joseph sees the events of his life as coming from or passing through the very hands of God. And that in these acts, as painful as they are, that a faith is given, uh, a bold confidence that God is working, that God is accomplishing his purpose, even uh, as he disciplines uh, disciplines us. So there's this psalm that references uh, uh, this, this act of God, Uh, in the life of Joseph. It's Psalm 105. So it's always helpful when you read such psalms to to look at them and say, okay, there's a verb here. There's an action. There's an activity. And to say, well, who's behind that? Who is acting? Who is the subject? Um, What is the object? To whom uh, is it happening? To whom is it being done? So Psalm 105, verse 1 begins, Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make his doings known amongst the nations. So this is about the activity of of God. So uh, verse 13 begins to speak about this activity of God uh, with the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All right, so this chosen family from which Messiah would come. Verse uh, 13 says, They went about, 
from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people, and he allowed no one to do them wrong. Yes, he re- he reproved kings for their sakes. And he said, don't touch my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. So we rejoice in the fact that God is protecting this family. Now, verse 16 of Psalm 105 says, he, again, who is the subject here? Well, it's God. He called down uh, a famine on the land, and he destroyed the food supplies. So when such things happen, again, who do we take it up with? There's no rain. Uh, the weather is horrible. The crops fail. Uh, who do we take it up with? Well, we take it up with God. So there's this famine in the land. Verse 17, uh, it says here, God, he sent a man before them. Joseph was sold as a slave. So the famine was to come, but um, before that famine, God himself gets his man, Joseph, into Egypt to prepare a way to save this family. So verse 17 says, he sent a man before them. Joseph was sold for a slave. Now the story is not, you know, Joseph uh, makes his way to Egypt and he goes in a caravan and he he uh, rests on the, along the way and then he finds his way to the palace. No, he's sold as a slave. There is treachery. There is um, the betrayal of his brothers. He He's put into prison. He's falsely accused. Uh, but God is working in all of this and he brings him to a place of prominence when the famine comes. So, uh, it's quite descriptive. He sold as a slave, verse 17 says. Verse 18, they bruised his feet with shackles. His neck was locked in irons until the time that his word happened and the Lord's word proved him true. So it's very clear, okay? He sold as a slave. He's, his, his feet are bruised with shackles. He's put into the, into the pit. Uh, but again, who do you take this up with? Well, Joseph takes it up with God. Now, verse 20 of Psalm 105 uh, starts to tell the rest of the story, how the king uh, sent and freed him and uh, let him go free, and he made him uh, lord over his house and ruler over all his possessions. And um, so Joseph is put into this place of, of great honor to prepare Egypt for the famine. And we're going to find that when this famine comes, Egypt has prepared seven years of abundance and grain under the direction of Joseph, so that when this famine comes, the family, the family of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, uh, can go to Egypt and they won't die off. The promised seed will continue. Now, through all of this, life in the pit for Joseph, you might be thinking, you know, what do you do? Are you asking, has God abandoned you? Uh, what is he doing? You know, is this the attack of, you know, the devil and, and the enemies? And has, has God forgotten his promise? Well, faith has been given to Joseph uh, to see God's hand in it all. Now, we know this because at the end of Genesis, Genesis chapter 50, Joseph uh, is standing now before his brothers. Now, their father has died, so the brothers are thinking, uh, Joseph's going to take his revenge on us. But this is what Joseph says, Genesis chapter 50. Joseph said to them, verse 19, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? 
As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to save many people, as is happening today. Joseph sees that God's hand was upon all of this. You know, the shackles, the bruised uh, ankles uh, being put in the prison. God was working out his plan, even in the midst of all of this life in the pit. It sounds similar to what we we confess in Romans chapter 8, and we know that in all things, God works together for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So we do take it up with God, right? There's a psalm for that. And we're always aware, who is, uh, who is doing this activity? Who is the subject? Who is the object? So the little excursion uh, is uh, to walk through Psalm 105 and, uh, and uh, notice uh, who is the subject, what is the activity, uh, and who is the object. And, and we'll uh, see it as a great pattern where God gives us words. Uh, to take it up with, uh, to take it up with him, and by faith to see his action and activity, even when we're living life in the pit. So again, take heart. Uh, we don't pray these psalms alone. Uh, we pray them with Jesus, our brother, and uh, he is forever interceding for us in perfect ways. Right, continually before the Father, uh, praying for us, but also praying with us, as well as uh, in and through us as well.